Hello, hello. My name is Billy Carson, a.k.a. Forbidden Knowledge. We have a great exclusive for you today. We have Mr. David Icke out of the UK on with us. David Icke is a world-known thought leader. He has over a thousand books. The man has been on TV shows, documentaries. He's a writer, producer. He's done everything to bring more consciousness and awareness to the planet. David Icke, thank you for coming to the Forbidden Knowledge Podcast. Yes, pleasure, Billy. Yes, yes. Today is going to be a great topic, just open discussion. Feel free to say whatever you want, talk about whatever you want, because we're on Forbidden Knowledge TV with the number four, and uh, we can really express ourselves here and tell the world what's going on, what we're thinking, and how we can overt some of these crazy situations that are happening on the planet, how we can overcome uh, this oligarchy that really has been ruling, on, ruling us and putting their boot on our necks for so long. And I kind of really want to start a little bit with you know, talking about this whole uh, pharmaceutical vaccine situation, a lot of the lawsuits that are beginning to come out because of the myocarditis and uh, strokes and, and all the other uh, vaccine injuries that are happening from this COVID-19 vaccine. Do you have any insight for us on that? Well, I was um, thrown off all the major internet platforms in the spring of 2020 for mm saying then that the whole COVID-19 uh, uh, so-called pandemic was a hoax and that it was planned to lead to the punchline, which was to get this vaccine into people, which is actually a fake vaccine, of course, because the mRNA uh, and nanotechnology and all that stuff uh, that's in there and how it works um, doesn't fulfill the previous criteria for what is called um, a vaccine. So uh, it, it was not a surprise to me, uh, sadly, uh, that of what's unfolded. Um, you know, the penny drops, and even now I see people in the fringes of the alternative media and even some way inside it sometimes, who've not grasped the scale of coordination and where this is actually coming from um, that allows a, a ridiculously few people to manipulate, control and impose their will upon a ridiculously vast number. Yeah. And so you look at where the pharmaceutical industry came from and it was basically the Rockefeller family. They were fundamental in its uh, creation, not least through J.D. Rockefeller, the oil tycoon. You then see that the Rockefellers uh, were fundamental again in establishing the World Health Organization in 1948 as part of the, uh, the UN. And then you look at the uh, COVID hoax in which the central coordination came through the World Health Organization, a Rockefeller-controlled uh, operation, in other words, what I call a global cult controlled operation and um, there's a rather famous Rockefeller gopher who has become very rich as a result called Bill Gates who is uh, the major private funder of uh, the World Health Organization on behalf of the Rockefellers so when you look at someone like Ted Ross the director general uh, of the um, of the World Health Organization uh, through him and his other minions, in other words, voice pieces for Gates, who is a voice piece for the Rockefellers, 
who were a voice piece for the global cult, you had the immediate um, blueprint set for how the world reacted. So first of all, it supposedly, supposedly, supposedly came out of China. Um, and you had um, the draconian lockdowns in China. Uh, immediately, Ted Ross, the World Health Organization, is saying, yes, China, or they've reacted exactly as they should. It's been very effective. The rest of the world should do the same. And so we had this uh, extraordinary global agreement coordinated through this cult, uh, mm -hmm. that uh, lockdowns, draconian lockdowns were the way forward. So Australia, New Zealand, America, Britain, wherever you look, you had the same thing. Yeah. And um, the whole thing was moving towards the fake vaccine, always was. Uh, because this, you know, people say it, it wasn't tested for very long. Well, in the public arena, officially, it wasn't. But these mRNA fake vaccines go back much further than that. And it was tested. And it wasn't tested for its uh, safety. It was tested for its effect on the human body and the human psyche that they wanted it to have, which is anything but safe. Yeah. And so um, you had, through this network, coming through, not from, through the World Health Organization, this extraordinary fascist imposition of mandatory uh, fake vaccines. And if you didn't want to have them, well, that was the end of your, your income and your livelihood. And they tried as best they could. Fortunately, there was enough pushback mm -hmm. um, to, to get the vaccine passports in place. They're going to try that for that again. Yeah. Um, and the idea was to manipulate through unquestioning people and to intimidate through people that didn't want the jab but thought, what are the consequences of not having it, to get as many people to have this, uh, this toxic nanotechnology, synthetic genetic material infusion as possible, and the, the, the more, uh, the merrier. And yeah. it was always going to be a health and life disaster. Mm. You cannot introduce the stuff that's been in these fake vaccines into people and not yeah. have the sort of consequences that you've been having. And it, it's my view. I've said this in the books. I think a lot of people um, got uh, saline solutions rather than the real stuff, because if every single person got the real stuff, then the uh, effect would have been even vastly greater than the horrors we've already seen. Yeah. But the idea, of course, well, why would they only want some but not others? Ah, but look at what they're doing. They say that they want to now transfer all other vaccines to the mRNA system, which isn't a vaccine. And yeah. in the end, the plan is they'll get everybody infused with this stuff. That's the whole um, idea. Yeah. And so what we're seeing now with the, uh, with the lawsuits is the natural consequence of this. But uh, the numbers we're talking about that are going to law are a tiny, tiny, almost 
inconceivable fraction of the people worldwide that have been killed or maimed for life uh, by this. And, and, you know, it tells you something. You know, I've been going on all these decades that you know, how difficult it is to get across to people the scale of bloody evil, sheer evil, which I define as the absence of love, that we're dealing with. Because, you know, you can have people like uh, uh, the um, uh, Bula at um, Pfizer and the Moderna people and the politicians and, and the health people and all that stuff. You could um, you could hear them say, even if they did, and some in the medical profession do, we didn't know, we didn't realize. Well, first of all, you're not a doctor if you just yeah. gave stuff without question. Yeah. Um, and secondly, you look at these people now, the pharmaceutical companies, the politicians, the um, the medical profession, yeah. and we now have the data, even official data, which is a fraction of the real data, but it's still uh, horrific, of the death and uh, health uh, destruction that we've seen. And they're still pushing it. They're still, still pushing it. We want it as an annual fake vaccine now. They want Crazy. to give it to small kids. So this tells you, A, it's not to do with health because they know what it does and they're still pushing it. And B, it tells you the level of pure psychopathic evil that we're dealing with. And, and that penny has to drop before we can really grasp what's happening here because of this kind of almost like a Stockholm syndrome that people have, which is they would never do that. Well, if you could understand the scale of evil we're dealing with, they not only would do that, they get off on doing that. Exactly. And what's interesting is right now in America, we see that uh, Fauci has been uh, having to talk to Congress and so forth. He's been brought before the Senate to talk about the fact that he knew about this entire operation, that they were doing this experiment with this vaccine, uh, with the vaccine, with the COVID, actually the COVID, uh, long before it even got released into the world, that they were experimenting with how it could be transferred into humans more effectively. Uh, and even under one of the presidents, I think it was President Obama, he had said, this is stuff, this stuff is too dangerous, stop working on it. But he kept working on it anyway from behind the scenes. This whole thing has been a long-term plan. This thing has been planned for a few decades now to be released. He was in collaboration with this Wuhan laboratory. Uh, and at some point, uh, some scientists stepped in that he had to go through to get it to where it needed to go. And they were like, this is this is no good. And he actually paid them nine million dollars in grant money to as hush money and still got them then to fall in line and then still got this stuff out to Wuhan, which where we know it was released by accident on purpose. So, my, well, you know, we, do you think we say we, we, say we do? Um, you yeah. know, there is another there is another there is a few questions. Uh, before yeah. I'll go down that road. OK, um, so. Um, OK. You, 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 you have a, a quote virus, and you, you, you want to um, release it uh, on purpose, or you release it by um, by accident. Mm -hmm. Now let's let's just have a look at that. It's because of that whole interesting area that, that we're looking at. Yeah. Um, first of all, you um, are 
clearly you've only got to look at event 201 the gates uh world economic forum operation in in late 2019 that had this whole scenario simulation mm -hmm. of a coronavirus pandemic and how yeah. they would respond all these different people hours and hours it went on for um, mm -hmm. and when this uh so-called pandemic uh erupted what happened was exactly what they'd simulated uh, and then you look at all this other evidence that um, this was prepared for and long planned, which is why it played out so fast um, across the world. Mm -hmm. So the next question is, so um, if it was released by accident, what was all the pre-preparation all about and the getting ready for it and all the things in place? Does that mean that the, someone made a mistake and forgot uh, that they were sitting around a table and thinking, we're all ready to go now. Oh, hold on a minute. Who released the virus? Oh, well, I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it. Okay, so the idea, oh, well, what we've got to do then, we've got to sit around and we've got to wait for someone to accidentally leak a virus. So it's like, okay, so, um, oh, oh, someone's just done it. Oh, great, what a bit of luck. So the whole release by accident. Yeah, idea is a bloody nonsense on the basis of the fact that the um, the whole thing was in place and ready to go and play out as it did. And then you've got the release on purpose. If you are um, releasing a uh, a bioweapon virus, so you, you say you say to the people at Wuhan, you you're going to release this bioweapon virus. Like, yeah, okay. So you don't want people to know you've done it, do you? Oh, no, no, last thing we want. So when we're actually going to release it? Oh, well, we thought down the street from the bloody lab, the biggest <laughs> lab in China uh, for, for that sort of stuff. I mean, you do it on the other side of the – you put it in Beijing or something. Right. You know, it was in Wuhan. And then you think – then there's some questions that start to come. Um, I've been saying since um, the spring of 2020 that the PCR test is not testing for the virus. It's not, it's not, it can't test if you're sick. And this comes from the uh, creator of the PCR test, Kerry Mullis. Um, and in uh, 2020, very early 2020, just as this COVID card was being played, um, along came a player in Germany who you wouldn't trust to tell you the time in a room full of clocks, called Christian Drosten, who alleges himself to be a virologist. And he came out with the um, protocol to test for COVID using the PCR test, which its creator says can't do what he's uh, saying the protocol will do. Can't do it. No uh, peer review of this protocol, but immediately uh, you had uh, Ted Ross and the World Health Organization, big red flags, flashing red lights, saying, uh, yeah, this is the protocol that people need to use. So they start using this protocol to um, test for cases. Because if you're going to fake a virus, that a pandemic that, that's not actually there, then you need to get cases and you need to get deaths. You don't need, you need to get them. You need to get the illusion of them. And I've got some update information in a second from someone who worked within the National Health Service in Britain um, who I've spoken to this very day um, about about this. Anyway, so you um, you have this 
PCR test. And uh, if you get a positive for a test not testing for it, then that's the case. And then you introduce this extraordinary system whereby if you test positive with a test not testing for the virus and then you die of any other cause within 28 days, longer in some places, then COVID-19 goes on your death certificate. Now, a few things come from this. First of all, if you have a real bioweapon, which you're putting out there, first of all, when you put it out there, you're going to lose control of it. And I'll tell you from, um, from researching this global cult and its uh, assets and gophers and, 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 and agents for now 33 years, the last thing they want to do is lose control of anything. Mm. So, so then you've got um, the question. You put out a bioweapon, yeah. Okay, so why do you have to fake the tests and fake the deaths? Uh, your bioweapon's going to do its job, right? It's just going to sure. do what, what, what it does. You don't have to fake your cases and fake your, 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 uh, your deaths, nor do you have to, as they did in America, probably still do, um, give uh, hospitals financial incentives to uh, diagnose COVID-19? Um, if you um, in in uh, America, diagnose someone with regular pneumonia. The figure, certainly in 2021, was $4,600 for the hospital. If you diagnose the same condition, COVID-19 pneumonia, that was $13,000. And if you put a COVID-diagnosed uh, patient on a ventilator, which would almost certainly kill them, it's now becoming clear, then yeah. you've got... $39,000. Now, over the last um, few days, uh, a, uh, someone has been um, posting on Twitter uh, saying that he was involved with the National Health Service in Britain in this period. And he was um, a director, executive of nursing and a director of end of life care. And um, he was involved in the bereavement system, which means the death certificate system. And he's uh, been saying that this is what he was and this is what happened. So uh, what I've done today is I've uh, contacted him. I've uh, had a long chat with him and I've seen his um, credentials uh, yeah. before me. This guy is who he said he was, right? Mm. He said he is. And uh, so what's his story, given what I've just said? It is that around 2016, he says from someone else that was above him in the hierarchy of the National Health Service, it could even have been 2012, 2013. They started discussing changing the nature of diagnosis. And the point he makes is this. What was happening before is that one of the major, if not the major cause of death, was four um, pneumonia respiratory diseases, four very distinct ones. And uh, up to this point, you were designated as having died from whatever the one of the four it was. He said after 2016, they started discussing this. And then in 2019, it started getting introduced in some hospitals. And then when COVID came, it was introduced in more and more and more and more. And it was this. 
They changed the designation so that instead of having four distinct uh, respiratory pneumonia diseases, they uh, fused them into one. And guess what they called it? COVID-19. And he was, uh, he's been talking about how, um, first of all, as we found around the world at the time, uh, the hospitals weren't overrun with COVID patients. They were bloody empty. And that um, this system of designating death by COVID-19 was systematically done to give the, uh, the illusion that there were all these people dying from COVID when they weren't. And he also said, here we go again, that hospitals in Britain were given financial incentives to diagnose COVID-19 as opposed to other, um, uh, other diseases. We right. have had also a number of people in this country, uh, but in other countries as well, who are um, involved in, um, in the funeral industry who have said, we kept seeing died by COVID-19 when talking to the families, it's clear that they never died of COVID-19 at all. You had in America a, um, a coroner in, um, in one county who was pointing out that a fifth of the COVID-19, quote, victims in her county actually died from gunshot wounds. Wow. Because they did it within 28 days of having a test positive with a test not testing for the virus, they were COVID-19. We had people uh, in road accidents, falling down the stairs, cancer, all these different things. And in, in uh, what happened uh, with uh, in the sequence, Billy, was that when it came out of, of China, or appeared to, um, China's still a long way away, and it's a kind of different society. And people need just, just to realize that the foundation of this global conspiracy is very simple. It's control of perception. That's what its foundation is. If it can control your perception, it will control your behavior. And if it controls enough perception and enough behavior, it controls society. And what if you look at COVID from that point of view, it was a, um, a perception deception on a phenomenal historic scale. And so people went under house arrest and accepted fascism. Well, some of us didn't, but most people did on the basis of their perception that they would, um, they were, their lives were in danger, and their families' lives were in danger if they didn't do as they um, as they were told. And so it was all about a perception. So you saw all these uh, people falling down and collapsing in the street in China. Funny enough, we haven't seen it anywhere else in the world, if you notice. But what it yeah. was doing was starting the the the, the, the response, and of course the draconian. Lockdown was the blueprint that then was played out across the world, out of China. Uh, but still, it's China. You know, it's a long way away and it's a different society. And it's to a lot of people. It's a bit strange. We need a Western example so that people perceptually will say, oh, my God, this could happen to us if it's happened there. And what they mm -hmm. changed 
Italy. They chose northern Italy, which um, and an area called Lombardy, which is infamous for respiratory disease. It's, it's, the air is very contaminated, and it's, and it's one of the oldest populations in the world as well. And so we had all those pictures and all those uh, um, that hysteria about, oh my God, look what's going on in uh, in Italy. And what did it, the Italian government do? They locked down the entirety of Italy. It was the longest lockdown in, in the West, as I recall. But after the after the impact of that was done, and it had achieved its perceptual uh, goal, the Italian health authorities came out and said, actually, having looked at it again, and even this was not true, but at least, at least it was nearer the truth, uh, they said only about 12% of people we designated dying from COVID-19 actually died from COVID-19. Right. And, and so you, you, you look at it and, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, psychopaths like Fauci um, weren't involved in, in doing some ridiculous research and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my question is, um, where's the frickin' virus um, in terms of its uh, supposed impact when all this is happening? And I've said from the start, the bioweapon is not the virus. The bioweapon all along has been the fake vaccine. And now we're, seeing, now we're seeing the consequences of that. Yes, yes, absolutely. I know that uh, John Stockton, who, who John Stockton is an American, former American NBA uh, basketball player. He's in the Hall of Fame, uh, played in the NBA for probably close to 20 years, if not more. And he uh, has come forward stating that he had a record of over 1,000 athletes that have collapsed on the field uh, from being vaccinated, you know, the real bioweapon. And since then, he's been banned from showing up at his alma mater. He's been banned from coming to any NBA events. You know, he's been ostracized from the community completely because of his statements and his stance against the vaccine and what's happening. And anyone who stands up and says, hey, these are vaccine injuries. These vaccines are killing more people than the COVID did. You know, um, they're being ostracized from their communities, blocked, suppressed, you know, banned, deleted, and everything else. And I'm just wondering, how do we get to a point where, as a civilization, where we don't we stop allowing these oligarchs to do this to us, and we pull the trigger on them instead of letting them pull the trigger on us? It's, at some point, we have to stop doing this. Yeah. Well, you raise an interesting point there. Um, what have you just been describing? You've been describing extraordinary levels of perception programming. Mm. I mean, when when you not only dismiss what is obviously supportable by the evidence, mm-hmm. but you also vilify and demonize and marginalize those who are saying it, then you are under a form of very severe, let's not beat about the bush, you're under a form of very severe mind control. You are. You have um, one of two things, and we're back to these same two mentalities because it's crucial. It's how it comes about. It's why why humanity and how humanity has been uh, controlled uh, through what we know as known human history, um, you have um, people who are mind controlled 
to the point where they absolutely have no capacity for free thought, no capacity to say to this uh, guy, this NBA player, okay, you're claiming this, where's your evidence? That, that's, yeah. that's what a free-thinking person, not under mind control, would say. Right. And they would say, if you produce the evidence, then I'll believe you. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the other kind. This, this, is, this is how it's been done, Billy. You've got a, a, a phenomenal, almost terrifying, really, if you look at it from that angle, number of people who are basically non-player characters in human life. They just do whatever they're told. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. almost computer-like. They don't question anything. They don't mm-hmm. do it. But then you've got this other uh, group who, to some different levels, depending how free-thinking they are, who have the capacity to look at it and go, something not right here. Something not right here. This doesn't add up. Um, and when you've got, um, and, and, you know, you will have heard it, I've heard it so many times, I've read it so many times, where people who are injured by this uh, fake vaccine go to the medical profession who administered it and, and, and they get nothing but pushback. Oh, no, it wasn't the vaccine. Oh, honest, doctor, doctor, listen to me, right? I had the fake vaccine. I was perfectly healthy. And then this started the next day, right? And I'm like 25. Oh, no, 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 it's just a coincidence. Now, one of two things is happening there. Either you are one of the mind-controlled unquestioners, which is quite, you know, shocking for a doctor. Yeah. And, and even more likely in this case, you are looking at your career prospects disappearing down the plug hole if you do not push back on it. And this is, this, is where, um, this is where we have this, uh, this question. Um, and the medical profession asked this question of itself. And uh, in most cases, it went one way. In a few brave cases, it went the other. And the question is, what are the consequences for me of pushing back on this fake vaccine? What are the consequences for me of speaking out for my patients and saying, look, there's an obvious cause and effect here? What's the consequences for me? And they'll say, oh, well, uh, not good. So I'm not going to do it. And I would say to those people, if you are quite happy to put your career prospects before the health of your patients and therefore everyone else who would have the vaccine afterwards, fake vaccine afterwards, uh, thinking it would work when you have the evidence to show that it does uh, in terms of um, in terms of damaging health, then you are a psychopath. You are a psychopath because I read once somewhere that about 4% of the population are um, psychopaths. Nonsense. It's far greater than that. Uh, uh, it's huge. If you take this definition, there's something called the hair test named after the guy who uh, who put it together. Uh, And it's the character traits of a psychopath. And the top two are lack of empathy, absolute inability, narcissists are the same, an inability to put yourself in the uh, consequence, with the consequences of what you're imposing on people. And secondly, a lack of an impossibility to process compassion. 
Now, yeah. it, you cannot possibly, as a doctor or medical professional, um, have empathy um, uh, when you can see blatantly that your patient has been affected by this vaccine and you will not um, do anything about it. And any more yeah. than that, you'll dismiss the fact that there is a connection. That's a mm -hmm. psychopath. And then when yeah. you get into the people like Burla, the CEO of uh, Pfizer, and mm -hmm. you get into your Fauci's, and people we have uh, doing Fauci's job in Britain and in all the different countries, you mm -hmm. are not dealing with psychopaths anymore. You're dealing with super psychopaths yeah. who are quite willing to, um, to say nothing, indeed promote the other way, what is actually a almost genocidal, indeed genocidal um, act of um, killing these fantastic numbers of people and destroying yeah. the health of life of those many have survived. Um, mm -hmm. And you're quite happy to, um, to promote that in full knowledge, Mr. Fauci, of actually what you're doing. Full knowledge, Mr. Buhler, of what yeah. you're doing. And at the same time, I see this Burla guy who should be in jail for the rest of his life and then forced to reincarnate at least a thousand times to complete the sentence, um, saying that um, we're now going to uh, develop or we're developing a mRNA fake vaccine for cancer, um, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, he knows exactly what he's doing. And when Burla is on the television being interviewed by these mainstream sycophants what you're looking at is a psychopath and a mass murderer on a scale that beggars believe because that's what he's done and he's knowingly done it and the rest of those uh, psychopaths super psychopaths operating in the big pharma cartel uh, to grasp the nature of the scale of the evil we're dealing with is to grasp who these people are I think people need to really wake up and understand that we're being controlled by these super psychopaths, as you call them, because I believe that 1000%. And the biggest problem I think that we have in uniting to, to overthrow these people is the fact that we have this great programming called divide and conquer. They've got everybody separated on all fronts. And so we can never uh, organize, negotiate, partner up, collaborate, just like they came and said, shut the whole world down and we just had to obey and listen, we should all come together and say, we're gonna shut the whole world down and you guys are gonna listen and we're not gonna open it back up until you do what we tell you to do, or until we reorganize a brand new economic structure in the system that benefits the whole of humanity. I think that's the only way we'll see some super serious change on the planet. Well, I mean, people say, what can we do? Um, because, you know, these people are so powerful. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, over here, eight billion people cannot be controlled, directed, exactly. and have their lives imposed by the number of people who are doing it in full knowledge without mm -hmm. the cooperation of the 8 billion. They can't. There's three types of people in the world, basically. One is the unquestioners. Mm -hmm. Two are those that bow to the intimidation. I don't want to do it, but I'm too frightened not to do it because I fear the consequences of not doing it. And then there's the third group that... Um, can see uh, at least great chunks of what's going on, and they're not going to cooperate, people like you yeah. and me. Yeah. And, and, and so if you look at history, uh, you will see 
that the first two mentalities have been responsible for every tyranny in history. Yes. You know, fascism is not imposed by fascists. There's never enough of them. Fascism is imposed by the population acquiescing to fascism okay. uh, and, and insisting that the rest of the population also does so. Look, I'm being bloody stupid. You must be as stupid as me or I'll, I'll demonize you. So <laughs> the Nazis could not have taken over Nazi Germany without the cooperation of vast numbers of Germans. They couldn't have done it. It's too many people. Same mm -hmm. with all of these things. So what they've done, and again, what we're going to keep coming back to perception, because this is the, the stadium in which this whole thing's played out. They um, have been developing um, a, a mentality, a particular mentality, uh, in a very calculated way now for decades. And it's become known as woke. Now, it's, uh, it's a form of, well, it's not a form. It's a massive example of mind control. That's what it is. Um, and so what you do is you get the kids from the earliest ages. So you look at this cult and its funders and its backers and its manipulators. And they hijack the uh, education system very clearly in America, but it, it elsewhere as well. Um, and they hijack the uh, system uh, mm -hmm. so that because if you look back at where the American education system came from, yeah. it came from the frickin Rockefellers. It came from people like J.D. Rockefeller, who helped to create Big Pharma and whose family created the World Health Organization. I mean, hello. So um, the idea was to create not an education system as the last thing they want. Oh, don't educate them. They might see what we're doing. The thing was to program them with a perception of reality that suits your agenda. And woke was the, it was the steroid version of that. It is the mm. steroid version of that. It's turbocharged programming, perceptual programming in the schools and universities. And you, 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 you'd have a few uh, perceptual mixes in there. First of all, you get people who think of themselves as progressive and therefore questioning of authority, you would think, and questioning of uh, wealth um, accumulation, you would think, who actually become vehicles for the uh, agenda of the wealth hoarders and the establishment, uh, which is what's happened. Uh, I, I grew up in the 1960s uh, in England in uh, what you would call a left of center household. Um, it was um, uh, uh, the old left where, I mean, I, I just reject the whole left right thing now, but it, I grew up as a kid in, in a left uh, of center household. And what the left of center did in those days is they demanded freedom of speech when it was taken away. And they um, were very, very wary and indeed campaigned against the accumulation of wealth in the hands of the few and how they would use that wealth to control and to um, impose. That's what the left did. And then um, there was a hijacking of the left called woke, where they um, still believe or you know, claim to believe, some of them, but many of them do believe it, so that's the programming, 
that they are basically the new left. Well, they're not. I mean, they are. They 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 make uh, you know, in, in many ways, they make the Nazis look like look like sissies when uh, when you see what they're trying to impose upon people. Like you know, areas where you can you can't leave your home more than a fifteen minute walk or right or bike ride away. I mean, it's just extraordinary. But what yep. you do is you mix um, unquestioning obedience of authority inversion while you get them to believe at the same time cognitive dissonance that they are opposing authority mm. and you uh get them to believe that whatever they believe is unquestionable uh, is absolutely the truth and cannot therefore be questioned by anyone else and i've seen some of these people in the woke mind control program who um, their mind works like this. I am right, right? That's the bottom line. I am right. <laughs> so anyone who says something different to me must by definition be wrong. And if they're wrong, what's the point of them having freedom of speech? There's yeah. no point. You know, someone... Someone uh, said said about me. They, they they were being interviewed. They actually said it in a in a major uh, publication in Britain years years ago about me. What is the benefit of allowing him to speak? Wow. What? Um, and and but he was uh, this guy was woke before woke was official, and yeah. he had no self awareness to see what he was actually saying and the fascism mm. that was. Um, uh, obviously uh, uh, laced through his uh, words. So you you then have, have developed this mentality that thinks it's anti-establishment while it's promoting everything the establishment wants, the climate right. change, COVID, all of it. All of it. The war in Ukraine, uh, the whole shebang. Um, the, the transgender explosion that's gone on. There's, a, there's many, many reasons for that. They're much bigger than people realize why it's happened. Yeah. Um, and um, and so you've got this whole now uh, vast number of people that are the foot soldiers of fascism while thinking they're anti-fascist. Mm -hmm. And it's been going on now for long enough for those that have been through that programming woke system to now be the teachers and the professors and the politicians coming up like uh, AOC uh, in New York. Um, and, and so this whole uh, woke mentality is now being infused through, um, through the whole system, through charities, through governments, through corporations, all of it, through the media. Obviously. But then, then, then you say, well, hold on. How do we deal with this? Why is it not being dealt with? Why, when you have a, a, a independent of any kind uh, opinion polls, do people not want what the woke mentality is seeking to impose? What, 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 why? Well, here we come. Why, um, why do you think the woke agenda is true? Well, because I don't, I don't question it, and uh, they, uh, they tell me it's true, and I believe them, and and, and they're right, and they're, therefore I'm right when I repeat it. Okay, so you're an unquestioner, gotcha. Now, why do you, who doesn't want the woke mentality be, and, and its uh, world, 
being imposed upon us, why do you not stand up against it? Why do you acquiesce to it? Oh, well, well, you know, there's consequences if you go against it, if you don't use the pronouns and if you don't agree with global warming being a, a threat to humanity or you don't believe in COVID or the COVID vaccine, well, you know, there's consequences. Here we are again. Mm -hmm. The same dynamic, Billy, just keeps appearing everywhere, no matter what it is. And yeah. then you've got, with the woke mentality, you have got um, mentality number three that mm. says two and two equals four. It doesn't equal 5,478. So I'm not going to go with this. I'm not having yeah. this. I'm not going to um, uh, play your stupid game. And, 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 you know, you've got the first two mentalities that have been responsible for every tyranny in history. They are responsible for the woke tyranny because it is a tyranny. Yep. You've got the third mentality, which is the one that has ended every tyranny in history. There, that's the, that, you know, people, you know, you might have, you know, Tyrants overthrown in the end by what appears to be a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. they'll go wherever the flow goes, you know. Yeah. But it's that third mentality. I can see it and I'm not cooperating with it. That has actually uh, started every momentum that has led to an end of the tyranny. And it will have right. to be. It'll have to be because it's the way it is. The, the one that brings this down. So the question is this, um, how do we bring this down? Well, how many backbones are stiff enough? How many people have the self-respect enough mm -hmm. to do what they know to be right instead of yeah. just acquiescing unquestioningly or mm -hmm. um, cooperating through fear of not cooperating? Because right. if we let the first two mentalities prevail, as happened during COVID, which is why what happened happened, um, then uh, then we won't stop it. But if the third one prevails, then we will. Exactly. It's a numbers game. We have to increase our numbers and people who are, are really understanding and can see through the beyond the veil. We have to take a quick commercial break for one minute and we'll be right back with David Icke. Hey, everybody. It's Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. I want to talk to you about a very special event coming up July 30th, 2023, the Forbidden Conscious Awards, the first annual event of its type. We're going to honor people who have been contributing to the conscious community for decades. People that you know and love that have helped you get to higher levels of thought and consciousness and awareness. And guess what? It's time to give them their flowers while they're still alive. It's going to be a live in-person event, but seats are going to sell out very fast. You want to make sure you're there in person for this amazing level event. It's going to be above the Oscars, above the Grammys. And guess what? You can help vote for the winners. Voting is available on ForbiddenKnowledge.com. And the categories are going to be social media influencer, podcast slash radio host, TV host, actor, director, producer, entrepreneurs, health and wellness, philanthropists, authors, field researchers, archaeologists, space anomaly hunters, and of course, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And you want to be there in person because I'm going to be speaking. That's right. I'll be your keynote speaker that night at the Forbidden Conscious Awards. If you want to come to a mini conference, this is the place to be because I'm going to give you the knowledge that night as well as performances. 
we have celebrity guests performing. We'll have a halftime show where we're actually going to perform music for you. And don't forget about the pre-event mixer, where if you buy a box seat, you'll be in the VIP section and you also have private access to a VIP mixer with celebrity guests. Shake hands, break bread, network, and then walk the red carpet with us and take amazing photos. It's going to be a night to remember. You don't want to forget this. And you help vote by going to ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Go to the Conscious Awards link. You can text in a vote for who you want for any category, as well as if you're out of the country, you can use the web form ballot to still vote for anyone you think is worthy of being honored that night. Make sure you hurry up and get your tickets because they're selling out very fast. I want to see you there. Forbidden Conscious Awards 2023. All right, the link will be in the bottom. Excuse me, link will be in the bottom of this video. And don't forget, you can also vote for Mr. David Icke. He's been a thought leader for decades, selling out theaters and arenas and speaking to thousands of people worldwide. So, David Icke, I, I'm going to vote for you for the lifetime achievement i'm just gonna tell you right i'm voting for you for the lifetime achievement award because of your dedication to this world what you brought to the table the amount of people that you've waken up uh and and made them question their own reality make them dig a little bit deeper and start asking more questions so you already have my vote as as a lifetime achievement award well that's very kind billy yeah definitely definitely and so, you know, back to this topic we're talking about, we, we've covered a lot about the, um, the, the, uh, the fake pandemic and the real thing behind it. The agenda was to push this vaccine, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, you know, we're on this part now, how do we exit the matrix? How do we come together? We know that, like you say, we have to begin, the people who are questioning reality and seeing beyond the veil and saying, hey, two times two equals four, not 10,000. So. We've got to create more of us. We've got to duplicate ourselves, which is what this program is all about, creating more people uh, that can see beyond the veil, that can start to ask the deeper questions, that could begin to question their reality, and also question these oligarchs when they put out these crazy agendas so that we can then link up. What do you think will be one of the ways that people can start to collaborate and come together? Do you have any concept or idea how worldwide, how we can begin to... It's so hard with all the suppression and how they shut you up and lock you down, which is why I created this network so we can just come together and begin to collaborate with each other and say, hey, we need this. The next time an agenda comes up, we've got to do this, not this. You know, what do you, what do you think? Well, um, there is a problem for this cult now, and that is that, you know, you can only manipulate under the radar for so long. If you're heading towards transforming a society, then at some point that society has to clearly transform in the realm of the scene so people witness it and they go, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. um, so COVID was basically the, the time, more than any previously, when they entered the room. I mean, anyone who's researching this um, over the decades, there were many more times they entered the room. But from a wider public point of view, that was when it happened, COVID. Mm. Because so many people saw their lives and the world changing dramatically, very, very fast. And mm -hmm. a lot of people started questioning for the first time, um, which was uh, a bad thing for the cult. But it was necessary because at some point they had to enter the room. 
because if, yeah. they, if they are going to transform human society so that everything that we've known before just becomes replaced by something else, then people are actually going to notice. The point right. is, though, uh, there is this still this idea that world events are random. And, you know, people will, I mean, again, it's Stockholm Syndrome, really, not, not wanting to face the fact that their controllers are their controllers and that they're not very nice people. So I'll just, you know, become subservient to the controllers and believe that my uh, the people who abducted me are very nice, really. Um, that's Stockholm Syndrome. That's, that's what it's describing, that mentality, that process. Yeah. Um, but we have to face the fact that they're not and that they have this agenda and the agenda is not random, it's coldly calculated. And what I found, uh, Billy, over the years is if you can get across to people in simple terms mm. why it's happening and how it's happening, mm. they become much more open because, you know, when I talk about the education system being a programming system, it's a manifestation of the fact that we live in two worlds. Yeah. We uh, appear to live in one world, but actually it's two. There's the world of the population, and they are uh, constantly walled off from the yeah. information they need to have to understand their plight and what's going on and therefore what they can do about it. And in the other world, this is the world of the cult. And the, the cult, as I call it, is a global network of societies with an interlocking mission control, which I call the spider. And um, it's fiercely compartmentalized. So most people in it don't know what they're part of or even they're in it or if there's anything to be in. They're just gophers. But what's driving their their actions every day, whether it's coming from their line manager or above them and above them and above them and above them, yeah. uh, eventually you'll hit this cult, which is driving the whole system. So if you look at a spider's web uh, and around the world, think of the spider's web around the planet, and at the center there's a spider, and the spider is driving this global dystopia. So immediately around the spider, the strands in the web will be the most exclusive secret societies. As you come out from the spider, you're then starting to, uh, the strands are representing uh, secret societies we do know about, the Freemasons, the Knights of Malta, the Knights Templar, and so on. And, uh, and the Skull and Bone Society in, in America, of course, very connected to American politics. And then as you come out to, uh, through the, the hidden you hit what I call the cusp. And that's where you have the Bilderberg Group, the um, Council on Foreign Relations in America, the Trilateral Commission, um, the United Nations, that's a cusp organization, um, the World Health Organization, part of the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, these are all cusp organizations. And yeah. what they are, and so are all these uh, non-governmental uh, organizations, NGOs, think tanks funded by people like Soros. And their job at this cusp is to take the agenda from the hidden and to play it out into the world of the scene and people's everyday lives 
through governments, government agencies, corporations, uh, the medical profession, Silicon Valley, the global media. Uh, so it becomes um, policy. And through that process I've described, the spider agenda for the world becomes the agenda for the world. And you start to see things. Uh, people, people, for instance, would say, why uh, did uh, Silicon Valley uh, say right at the start of COVID that it was going to censor people that uh, questioned or undermined the World Health Organization uh, for COVID? Well, why would they do that? It makes no sense. They're supposed to be a village square, a town square. Um, but they did, and they did yeah. it early. And I know that from my own experience in the spring of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know about the web, then you don't realize that if you go deep enough in the World Health Organization mm-hmm. and deep enough into the Silicon Valley corporations, your Facebooks and your, your Googles that own, of course, YouTube, you're going to meet the web. And mm-hmm. at that point, the Silicon Valley and the World Health Organization are the same entity pursuing the same agenda. The vast majority of people in Silicon Valley, they're going to work every day. vast number of people in the World Health Organization are going to work every day. They're just doing their job. They don't realize they're part of some vast web of conspiracy. Um, because the more people that know, the less chance there is that it's going to succeed. Because people will go, hey, you know what's going on? So it's very compartmentalized. But if you go deep enough in these organizations, same with corporations, the media, whether it's Amazon, whatever it is, you are going to meet this web. And at that point, they're all the same organization working towards the same end. So you have the same thing in terms of COVID. You've got your Pfizer and your, your Moderna and your, your big pharma. You, you don't have to go very deep in them to hit the web, I'll tell you. Do you, Mr. Yeah. Bill? No, you don't. Yeah. Do. Um, <laughs> they then go to the uh, CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in America, and the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. They go to the MHRA in Britain. Um, and these are supposed to be government regulators of big pharma. But if you go deep enough into the CDC, the FDA, and MHRA, you hit the web. So the, the, the web in the form of Pfizer goes to the web in the form of the CDC asking for, for permission to advance the agenda of the web. That's why they keep getting it. That's why wow. there's no pushback from mm. these regulators on what Big Pharma want in terms of this fake vaccine and, and, and others. So that's how it's done. It's, it's, this is the coordinating web structure that allows mm-hmm. you to control the, um, the, the, the whole uh, of human society. And the vast majority of people who are every day uh, contributing to the control of human society have no idea what they're part of or what they're doing it for or who they're doing it for. They're just doing it because they're told to do it. Oh, it's my yeah. orders, mate. I, I thought I would disobey orders. Sure. Um, and then you, you, you know, you say, well, who's this spider then? What's this spider? And uh, what happens then if you uh, are open-minded and you are a researcher that wants to know the truth rather than to uh, protect a preconceived idea or belief, 
you realize that through that spider, you're going um, out of the human world, you're going into other dimensions of reality from which this is, um, is actually being coordinated. And so, you know, th then, you, then suddenly you're into a whole area, vast area that I got into a long time ago. You say, well, hold on a minute. I know from my research um, uh, all over the world that these cultists, as well call them, that are they're driving this, they're into Satanism, big time. They do satanic ritual. They do sacrifice ritual. I mean, again and again, you 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 research these people and you get deep enough, and that's what you hear. And they're doing these rituals to the gods. And you go, well, hold on a minute, what bloody gods? <laughs> then, then, then you look back um, in, in, in more ancient history and you see all these different societies around the world were doing sacrifices, human sacrifices to the gods. Ooh, they call their gods different names, but they were talking about the same entities, the same force, same phenomenon. And, and they did it openly because it was okay then. But as people were, you know, matured, as humanity started to mature a bit, it was not acceptable anymore. So all these people now do it uh, in secret. Uh, and it's very, very globally coordinated, this Satanism. I can tell you that from talking to people who've been involved in it over the years. And, and so, hold on a minute. Then you start realizing the gods, these people are, are worshipping in their rituals, they're the same bloody gods that were these ancient societies were worshipping. Yes. And then you start to look at religion and you start to look at um, ancient societies uh, that we wouldn't call religious, uh, you know, the shamanistic streams, etc. And you see that they're actually have incredible common themes. And that is of a non-human force operating outside of human sight, which means almost everything that exists, by the way, mm -hmm. manipulating human society. And this web that I've just been describing is the means through which this force operating outside of the human, the human dimension uh, manipulates human society. And so um, you then look at uh, Christianity. I'm not a Christian. I'm, I, I'm not a religious person. I, I believe in a, in a, in a, a vast consciousness of which we're all part. But, uh, I, you know, but I'm not a Christian. But hold on. And there's lots of things about Christianity I don't agree with. There's lots of things, yeah. things I do. This is, this is the thing. I was just talking to someone today. It's like you have to buy the whole bloody package, if you notice. You can't just say, well, actually, that does make sense to me. Oh, no, no, that doesn't. No, no, you're going to be a so-and-so, one of us. You've got to believe what you what makes sense to you and what doesn't, right? So, well, no, that's not free thinking. You, you, you take what you feels right and you leave the rest with me, with anybody. Mm -hmm. so, but, but if you look at uh, Christianity, it talks about demons, a demonic force. Where are the demons? Well, you can't see them. They operate outside the human sight, okay? And then you go to Islam. And they talk about the jinn, mm -hmm. a manipulative force operating outside of human sight. Then mm -hmm. you have the, uh, the writings of the Gnostics that were found in Nagamadi in Egypt in 1945 and uh, in an earthen jar that was uh, supposedly that was put there about 400 AD-ish. Um, and they talk about a non-human force called the Archons manipulating mm -hmm. human society. 
And um, the way they describe the archons is extraordinary in relation to what the, how the Christians describe the demons and how the Islamic uh, believers describe uh, the jinn. I, I was in a, a, a taxi being driven by a Muslim guy from New York uh, airport, JFK, to the city. And I, he said to me, what are you doing at the moment? I said, well, I'm, I'm reading these texts, these Gnostic texts. It's incredible what they're describing. Um, it makes so much sense of what's happening today. And um, I, I was telling them what they said about these archons. And, and he said, they sound like the jinn. Yes, they do. Because <laughs> they're different names for the same force. That's and, right. And what I found, Billy, is that since, um, since COVID, um, more and more people who would have said, oh, you know, they're actually going, well, hold on a minute. If you look at it, it's a bloody non-human agenda, isn't it? They're trying to hijack and control all the areas that humanity needs to survive, the food, the yeah. water, the uh, warmth, all of it, energy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then you've got your, your Bill Gates's, they're messing with the atmosphere, you're funding it anyway. Yeah. And um, it's uh, more and more people are seeing that actually this is an anti-human agenda. And, and, and people have said, again, another question you get, I'm sure you've had it before, um, why would they do it? They've got to live here as well. Well, maybe maybe they're not necessarily like us and don't have the same agenda that we have uh, for life. And, and maybe they're doing it because they're not like us. And maybe they're not like us because they're not actually what we call human. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so um, there's, there's this whole uh, web of um, of control is far, far bigger than, than most people realize. You just stay at the political level. Is it Trump or Biden? Well, that's just one level of the manipulation, but it's nowhere near the bottom of the rabbit hole. But the, 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 the overwhelming theme, no matter what you're dealing with, uh, whatever level you're dealing with, is that if this non-human force could take this world over, it would have done so, but it hasn't. And why hasn't it? Because it needs us to do it for them. That's the point. We, we need to be manipulated to build our own prison and mm -hmm. build our own prison cells, which is what the woke mentality, going back to earlier, is doing. It's saying that you must only believe what we've been programmed to believe, and if you believe anything else, we'll demonize you and silence you. That's, that's what they're saying. And what they don't realize is they're doing it on behalf, or some of them do, but not many, they're doing it on behalf of this uh, this force that benefits from knowledge of itself and knowledge of its agenda and how it's coordinated, not being known by the target population. So um, the, what's absolutely vital, I would say this to the alternative media, mm -hmm. is we've got to realize that um, this is much bigger than where we've got so far. And, yeah. and that, that, that we, we must go on seeking the cutting edge and not yeah. just settling with, is, is it Trump or is it Biden? Because if we stay there, then the whole thing will happen. And one thing I try to get across to people is this, because what they say is, oh, well, well, why can't we see this in force? Well, mate, you can't see almost anything. That's the answer. I think that's true.
According to mainstream science, the electromagnetic spectrum, which is pretty much this reality as we experience it, is 0.005% of what exists in terms of energy in its different forms in the universe. Some say it's high as 0.5%, but it's tiny, whichever. And yeah. visible light, which is the only band of frequency that we can see, everything you see now is within that band of frequency, is a fraction, a tiny fraction of the 0.005%. So humans yeah. basically see nothing. But yeah. the, if, you, if you look at the way the education system works and the media system works, how often do you get told this? Virtually never. Never. You, you look through your eyes, you see everything there is in the space to see that you're, you're looking at. No, you don't. You see a tiny, tiny fraction of it. And so suddenly, manipulation of this reality that we can see and experience from realities we can't see suddenly takes on a, a, a far greater credibility once you realize that is in place because again again I, I i got over the years over and over yeah but if 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 this was happening we'd see them mate well you won't mate you can't say hardly anything but the people don't realize that and this is yeah. these two worlds you've got the world of the cult and that is advanced knowledge passed over through the generations of reality and, and of the agenda to the yeah. chosen few within the cult and right. then the other side the cult-created uh, education system, cult-owned media, cult-owned corporations, they are um, working with the target population to keep them in the greatest ignorance possible. Um, and, and so the difference between this world and this world is not only numbers. I mean, the difference in numbers is phenomenal, ridiculous, laughable. It's knowledge. It's the knowledge yeah. that the target population doesn't have, which the cult does have, that allows this uh, this this power dynamic in which a tiny few can control the very many. That power dynamic, of course, underpinned by yes, sir, no, sir, and anything you say, sir. Yeah, that sounds so incredible because what you're telling me is that the people that are running and operating from behind the scenes even from a higher dimension, they have the knowledge, but they have done something incredible with the knowledge. They have applied it because we know that knowledge is not power. Only the application of knowledge is power. One so <laughs> and so because they apply the knowledge and because our, our vision is limited visually and consciously, we can't even see it. I, I remember this letter. I don't know if it was true or not true, but it came out in the early 90s. Someone has supposedly sent a letter to a mainstream media a host or uh, a radio host in reference to the Illuminati and wanted to get out. You might have heard of the Illuminati secret covenant, but one thing that was in there was so interesting to me. It said this exact phrase. It said the illusion will be so great. It will escape their perception. And that's what you're talking about right yeah. now. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is it's, it's, um, what do we have to compare it with? What do we have to compare this reality with? Right. Nothing. We have no context. So, so, Absolutely. That's the word. Context. There is no context. You look at the media, the mainstream media. One mm -hmm. thing you'll not get from the mainstream media is context ever, ever. You'll get no. lies. You'll get half truths. <laughs> you'll never get context. Because in yeah. the context is, is what's happening and why it's happening. The context mm -hmm. tells you why it's happening. So right. there's, no, there's no context. And there's no context in uh, 
being uh, able to compare the reality we're experiencing with the with, with the reality that um, may be different somewhere else. Uh, right. And and so you know people say, "Oh, the world is is natural." Well, okay. So what what absolutely uh, unimpeachable expression example of natural are you comparing it with? Right. Well, you're not, because whatever you're comparing it with is in the world that you're comparing. So uh, you, you, we don't know what's natural and what isn't. And, you know, I, I've been saying since just after the turn of millennium that this is, this is actually a virtual reality simulation. That's and right. What's, and what's happening now, and this, is, this makes, you know, life and work for me much easier, is that um, the emerging technological society mirrors the world that we're, um, we're experiencing. And why? Because the simulation is a technological society. So if, right. you, if, you, um, if you take the analogy, and it's a, it's a wonderful analogy, it really is. Imagine um, that you put on a headset for a virtual reality game, okay? And you'll see people in an empty room um, and they're thrashing about or screaming or whatever. It's something that's, that's being fed to them, a reality that's being fed to them. But they have the ability to go, well, that were horrible. In other yeah. words, they have a comparison. Comparing mm -hmm. that with this right we don't have that we only have this and so if you imagine you're in the womb and you've got a head cell and it's feeding you a reality you come out of the womb and you meet your parents and your parents have got headsets on it's been feeding them their reality their entire life you go to school and your mates in the classroom have got headsets on and the teachers have got headsets on <clears throat> you go on to university the professors have got headsets on you turn on the telly and there's a bloke with a headset on going hello good evening here's the news they'll go to an interview with a politician he's got a headset on the person interviewing him's got a headset on and so it goes on <coughs> all the way through your life you are not only wearing a headset you're having what the headset is telling you being confirmed by all the other people wearing a headset and what we call awakening is when people symbolically do that. Actually, it's more than symbolic, actually. They do that. So this is what's going on, right? And of That's course, everybody else with a headset on, what do they say to people who've gone like that? They go, you're mad, mate. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Every, anyone can see what reality is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, in the end, uh, what it comes down to, real awakening, not awakening to I'm going to vote for Trump this time. Real mm -hmm. awakening comes down to taking the headset off, and what yeah. that involves is putting aside everything you've ever been told, everything you ever think you've learned everything you've been told to believe in and let it earn its place mm. in your perception. 
And when you do that, I can tell you from experience, very little of it ever does. And you realize that you've been living an illusion all your life. But the point is that illusions only control you when you think they're real. When you know they're illusions, they lose their power. And, and this right. is what true awakening is for me. It's taking the headset off and it's awakening to the fact that this life that we've been told to believe in is not just a little bit nonsensical. It is entirely nonsensical, all of it. It's a program. It's just as um, uh, illusory as the game that plays through your headset. And if you look at that, by the way, you've got the headset that's feeding you visual uh, information. The more sophisticated ones, you've got the gloves on that's feeding you touch information, feeding information, uh, audio information. Um, you've got the, um, the the chair moving, so you get the feeling of, of, of movement information. And um, what are they? What what is what are these games hacking into? They're hacking into the five senses. That's the right. Same, the same five senses through which we experience this reality, a reality that. Um, quantum physics showed long ago is not the solid reality we think it is, but we experience it as such. So why? We, we, why, why do you experience a virtual reality game in your headset as solid and physical? For the same reason we experience this one. It's, yep. it's a decoded illusion that we got that's going on. And if you, exactly. if you take, um, again, the analogies are fantastic now. It makes life so much easier. God knows how the shaman of old would have tried to explain all this stuff if they kind of saw it. Um, you've got Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is the simulation. The simulation is a, um, a, a radiation field on our level, an electromagnetic radiation field that um, holds the information which we decode into a, a, an experienced reality. And so if you, if, you, if you look at, I've got a computer in front of me, and uh, there's Wi-Fi in this uh, in this studio. And um, where's the Wi-Fi? Where is it? I can't see it. But it's there. And the computer is uh, logging in, connecting with that Wi-Fi information. And it's putting it on the screen in a totally different form to what it exists in the Wi-Fi field. It's yep. a decoding process. The, the computer is decoding Wi-Fi into what we see on the screen. Uh, that's what television's doing in its own way as well. Um, and that's what we're doing because um, the five senses are not tuning to solid information. They're tuning to waveform information. Think of the ears. The ears are picking up wave sound waves. And like all the senses, the ears turn the sound waves into electrical, electrical form. Yep. They communicate it to the brain, and the brain decodes it into a digital holographic form, illusory solid. Uh, but we experience this as, as solid because that's the way the illusion works. Yep. Um, and so what we're seeing is the technological world that's unfolding absolutely mirroring the reality that we're experiencing. It's its putting it in front of our face. And, yeah, uh, as above, so below. But how we decode it decides if we're free or if we are enslaved. 
Yeah. Um, because yeah. if you if you can see an illusion, I mean, you know, what what are magicians doing? Magicians are constantly trying to get you look at this hand while they're doing the trick with this one. That's yeah. how the whole perceptual manipulation works. Yeah. But once you've seen the trick, you're not. Oh, you know, you you, you know, it's like. Oh, God, how did you do that? That's fantastic. It's miraculous. And then you go, I don't know who does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. I don't know I saw it. Right? Yeah. So the, the trickery doesn't manipulate you anymore because you can see it. And that's what real awakening is. Yeah. It's awakening to all these different levels, not these politics, is, is illusion. It's another diversion to stop you seeing the big picture, which is, it's all nonsense. And it's, it's all, all nonsense. It's, it's all there to manipulate yeah. our perception of reality to therefore dictate our experience of reality, which we call human society. Right, exactly. No, you hit it right on the head. We're gonna take one more quick commercial break and we're gonna wrap this up. So hang tight. We're going against the wind. The wind's 120 miles in the west. Oh, I think, dude. You know, you're dealing with all of these objects that are hanging out over your sensitive military installations, nuclear facilities, and now you're seeing objects in orbit? After I enhanced it a little bit more, I could see that there was almost two halves to this craft. This is something that is intelligently made. Somebody is watching us. We should at least know who it is and why. The watch we call the messengers. Yes. They keep watching us because they're thinking, well, perhaps they're not going in the right direction. This is an actual NSA document. They are talking about communication through specific frequencies wow. and then how we could communicate back with ET. Black Knight is somehow correlated with the Otis constellation. I think there's a lot more to it. An early reptilian race brought this satellite yeah. into orbit. These so-called satellites are to observe the planets, to listen. The universe is full of these probes. What I think is the most important thing to understand, are we being watched, who is watching us, and where are they from? I am Billy Carson, and this is my investigation into the Black Knight satellite. You can watch the Black Knight Satellite documentary. We just got independent film of the year exclusively on Forbidden Knowledge TV. So make sure you watch that documentary. And please also, if you watch it on the web version of Forbidden Knowledge, make sure you leave a, a great comment underneath or anything that you had to add to what you saw in the documentary. We're back with Mr. David Icke. So David, it's been a great talk today. Uh, you dropped so much incredible knowledge. I mean, my concept of reality is on the same frequency with everything that you say and think and believe. Uh, and I'm just looking forward to the day when everyone can begin to wake up to the reality that we live and experience every single day, because we have the ability to see beyond the veil. And we know that no empire can persist forever. When you look back through all the history, historical records, there is no empire that has persisted through eternity and all empires rise and fall. And there is a time of this golden age era that will rise on mankind at some point in the future. And I truly believe that you, my friend, are a huge part of the awakening. You're like one of the, you know, you know, the, the beginning stages of helping people uh, begin to create that conscious virus that takes over the planet and eventually creates this new paradigm shift 
in humanity and takes us to the next level. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and what other new projects you may have coming up now? Um, well, uh, my, my latest book's called The Trap, and uh, yeah. it uh, goes deep, deep into the nature of reality and what we call the reincarnation cycle, what that is. Um, and um, I've got uh, well into another book now, um, which is um, going to challenge virtually every belief system that humans mm. have ever had. Um, so it, again, you, you keep pushing the cutting edge. Um, I'm at the uh, studios of uh, Iconic, which is our uh, media platform, uh, mm. which you can get to on uh, iconic.com. And um, my uh, main website uh, is called davidike.com. And uh, it's interesting, you know, what you uh, said there about um, the, um, the awakening. Uh, people um, who have, have come to this relatively, relatively recently, um, might have a different perspective uh, on it than, than, than I do in the sense that I hear people say um, more and more people need to wake up. My God, that's right, they do. But, you know, when I started out in 1990, uh, you know, I couldn't fill a phone booth with interest. Um, and I've watched it expand and expand and expand through the 90s very slowly. And then quicker and quicker, and 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 this after this this COVID uh, period, uh, I've never seen an awakening on the scale that's happening now. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. it's not opening to the what we've been talking about, some of the more apparently, but not really far out stuff. But they're awakening to the fact that the world is not like they thought it was. And that starts a process, a, a, a domino effect. Nine social media app. I'm going to bring you more great interviews exclusive like this where we can talk freely about whatever we want. And we know we're not going to delete our videos. We're not going to shut ourselves down. We're not going to suppress the information. As you know, David, David Icke has been deleted off of every platform. Every platform he's been deleted from every platform. He just got back on Twitter when Elon, you know, relaunched Twitter and took away the suppression. So he just got back on Twitter. But man, he has been brutally suppressed. YouTube deleted his account. I think he had almost a million subscribers. Uh, you know, so uh, Instagram, as you know, Facebook deleted him. Everybody's deleted him. But guess what? Unite the 99 and Forbidden Knowledge TV. We're not deleting Mr. David Icke because this guy speaks the truth. He comes from the heart and he has the real knowledge. He knows the intricate details of what's going on. He knows the manipulation game. He understands the matrix. He understands the graph, uh, fractal holographic universe. He understands the quantum physics and quantum mechanics happening behind the scenes. And it's hard to find somebody that can encompass all of that knowledge in one brain and then be able to actually articulate those words and articulate that knowledge to people in a way broken down that they can actually understand and conceive through metaphors and archetypes. The man is an absolute master. He's a master. He's incredible. And that's why I'm voting for David Icke for a Lifetime Achievement Award, because I believe that this man never got his flowers. He's been ostracized from the community. Uh, he's been called a conspiracy theorist, a crazy, a psychopath, and everything else you could think of. And yet he still continues to push through nonstop. Uh, he's, so in my opinion, he's an amazing individual uh, that deserves to get his flowers. And that's why I'm going to vote for David Icke for the Lifetime Achievement Award. 
I don't think he's ever gotten an award. Whereas some of the other people in the community, some of the people that have been around for decades have gotten awards at various different conferences and places and so forth. Even I received an award, uh, you know, at, at a Lifetime Achievement Award in Manchester last year. You might have seen the video. And I, I'm getting a new award next weekend at another conference in L.A. But I don't think I've ever seen or heard of David Ike ever receiving any kind of award whatsoever. And the man has about 20 books out. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's like an author of like 20 books. And he's uh, he's been everywhere and he's spoken all over the world. And he's literally been the foundation stone for so many people's awakening process. And you don't have to agree with everything he says, right? Because we live in a free will universe. And a great thing about being conscious is you don't have to believe everything that everyone says. What you do, like he was saying earlier, you take what doesn't insert your, uh, insult your soul and you discard the rest. And that's what I love about David Icke. His ability to discern information from various different areas of, uh, of life and, and, and tech, contextual information, process it, analyze it, connect the dots, and discard what's foolishness. So much of what we do in our daily lives has to do with understanding how to discern information, right? I can tell you about a moon mission, and I can tell you about NASA, and I can tell you about the fact that we did land on the moon, but we also lied about landing on the moon. And I can show you the difference between the two, where we lied and why we lied, and where did we go, and what, what did we do when we got there? What was the reason for the lie that created this whole dystopia about we never went to the moon, which is actually not factual. But the lie that they showed and projected to the world to hide and cover up the real reason why they made the mission in the first place. But my only, my, the only reason why I have the ability to do that is because I can take information from both sides, I can discern the information, and I can connect the dots. What you have in now in the conscious community, it's either this way or it's that way, right? And that is not good. We have to find a place to meet in the middle, and we have to have open and clean and clear discussions about things. And we can't get angry at somebody else if they slightly disagree with your idea or your concept or your hypothesis, right? We have to have clean, respectful debates, not debates that create division and separation, but debates that bring us closer together and help us begin to gain better understanding of each other and each other's differences and understandings and ideas and concepts. And so that's really, really what it's all about. And when you can begin to see that somebody else's ideas don't make you angry, don't piss you off and don't make you want to force your ideology on them, but that you can actually listen to them openly. You can digest everything they said and you can see if there's anything in there that connects the dots with something that you're working on and you have researched, then you're growing as a person. But when you see these factions within the conscious, quote unquote, conscious community, where it's either got to be this way or it's got to be that way, right? You know, the earth is flat, you know? And, and every time you say something, it's flat, it's flat, it's flat. You're not even talking about flat earth. You could be talking about uh, al alchemy. The earth is flat. When you have that kind of mentality where you're brutally trying to beat something into somebody's brain, um, it becomes a cult. It becomes a cult. It becomes another form of a religion. We have to be careful of slipping into these fanatical concepts and these fanatical mindsets, because once you become a fanatic in consciousness, 
you might as well throw the whole thing out, throw the baby out with the bathwater, then it's worthless because it's back into the same exact system we were in before. It's just a different thing that it's about now. And so we have to understand that if we're going to make this paradigm shift on this planet, we have to all respect one another, respect one another's ideas, concepts, hypothesis, and everything else. And we can't try to browbeat everyone into what we want them to believe. We can explain and make our case strongly because I'm going to make my case for what I believe strongly. But at the same time, I sit down with people who are from various different religions every single day. These are people I know and respect. I don't sit there with them at dinner and and blah 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 blah. I wouldn't. I would never even be able to have a relationship with these people, these friends and so forth that I know, people that I have acquaintances with and network with and business business relationships with. I don't browbeat them with my stuff. If they want to see what I have to say, they know where YouTube is. They know where Forbidden Knowledge TV is. They know where United Ninety Nine is. But I'm not going to sit there with them and try to smash their brain in with my information all night long because that's going to lead to a bad situation. So we have to learn how to respect one another concepts, ideas, ideologies, hypotheses, and have respectable debates with one another. And when we get to the, the point where we can have respectable debates, then we're going to be growing as a people on the planet. I got David Icke back to wrap this up. Hello, All right, we're back. That was, yeah, that was extraordinary. I tracked it down at the end. It was a um, they, um, was an alarm going off in an, on another computer. Nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. So uh, it, it took a lot of working out. Yeah. That's okay, man. I shut my computer down. It's still going, you know. So right. anyway, we got there in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. So, yeah, you were just wrapping up. You were saying you, you told everyone where they could find you. Um, and you were just kind of really closing out, uh, obviously, with, you know, our conversation today. I know you got to go. Uh, you, you're busy. You're on a busy schedule. Can you hold up your book one more time, though? Yeah, The Trap. Yeah. Let me let me go out full screen here. OK, we got The Trap. Uh Oh, not that one. This one. How do I get him on the screen only? Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, and, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, into another book that's uh, going to challenge every belief system that, that yeah. almost has ever been. Um, because, you know, this is one thing I, I, I would say. It's, it's really important, and you certainly uh, do that, um, mm -hmm. that the alternative media does not get pulled into the mainstream. It's that we stay um, not only where we are, but we go on pursuing the cutting edge. Because one of the things I have seen happen is that the alternative media has had a great influx of people as a result of COVID. And, and it's been really great, but there's been a lot of people, a significant number of people who've come in because they could see something was wrong with COVID and the fake vaccine, but they brought with them too all their other mainstream belief systems. And they have, in some instances, they've moved the alternative more towards the mainstream. And it's really important that people like you and me keep pursuing the cutting edge um, and, and don't, don't, don't fall for that. Because the idea, you know, when you think about it, what we've been chatting about, uh, we can see this tiny fraction of frequency within what exists. The idea that there's not more to know is 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 insane. And 
one of the things I've said over the years is the one thing you can be sure of, the one thing that is is never in ever ever in any doubt, and that's that whatever you know or think you know, there's always more to know. Always. Now, how much more to know? Well, we can see a fraction. So uh, 